The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 66. This is our fifth episode in the Unpacking the Secret series, and today we're going to talk about believing. So, if you remember from the last episode, the steps to working with the Law of Attraction is to ask, believe, and then receive. We talked about asking last week, and this week we're going to get into believing, which for me has been the major emphasis of my journey over the last five years. You could say that this is my favorite topic or my favorite episode of this series because I've spent so much time and money and energy getting into the role of belief because I realized that 95% of what you think, 95% of what you're really vibrating, 95% of what you're really asking isn't conscious. It actually comes from your heart. It comes from your beliefs. It comes from the things that you know deep down inside. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that and more. Well, welcome back to the New Age Christian Podcast, episode 66. We are uh, well on our way to 100 episodes and looking forward to hitting that milestone later this year. Um, for those of you who are just joining us and haven't listened to a lot of the past episodes, it is worth noting that uh, New Age Christianity is a nonprofit organization. It's part of uh, Category 5 Ministries. And uh, those of you, you know, if you've not considered donating or didn't know that you uh, could donate and get a tax-deductible donation receipt, um, now you know. So please consider donating. And uh, I have some friends who listen to the podcast who've told me, hey, man, you should put that request at the beginning of your episodes because by the time you get to the end, a lot of people have gotten to work or they're, you know, shutting it off and, and they're not listening. And um, so, anyways, I'm not going to do it a lot. I trust that uh, Spirit will lead those of you who do need to give or feel like you want to give. You know, I just, you have not because you asked not, as we talked about in the last episode. So, I'm asking. And uh, if you would consider it, it would be awesome. So, this week, um, we're going to continue. It's, okay, so there's three parts to this whole series. There's the philosophy, then there's the how-to, and then there's specific applications. We're in the middle of the second part, or we just started the second part, if you will, and um, there are, according to The Secret, the movie and the book, there are three steps to working with the law of attraction. Step one is to ask, step two is to believe, step three is to receive. Last week we talked about asking. Hopefully you got some good nuggets out of that. As I mentioned in the episode, I'm actually hammering out nine of these episodes in over a few days uh, in a hotel. So if you hear any uh, thumping or any other weird noise in the background, just know that I'm doing my best to block it out. But it is, I am not in my normal office. So there is a little bit of a, a change up of format or a, um, the atmosphere, if you will. So any grace would be appreciated. But, um, you know, that is, I just finished recording the previous episode. So it's fresh on my mind. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting into uh, the art of asking. Now I'm getting into belief, which for me is been my primary journey. It has been the journey for the last five years. So if I could take you back, I 
in, oh man, I can't even remember exactly when, but over a series of events, I started to study the the verses that I mentioned in the last episode, you know, the, you have not because you ask not. When you ask, you ask amiss. When you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. You can ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. That when you ask, you will receive. And when you seek, you knock. When you, when you knock, you the door shall be opened. Like those verses, those concepts, that universal concept of the world is your oyster and, and the universe is your genie in a bottle that's very scriptural, and it is one of those things that I I set out to understand. And for my research, I have found that there, you know, the last episode is a lot about asking. The next episode is a lot about receiving. There's gratitude elements and everything like that. But I've found, by and large, much of that stuff we spend in our in our conscious minds. But you know, there is these there these there's this reality of the subconscious mind. And as Bruce Lipton puts it, you know, you have a program. Bruce Lipton wrote the book, The Biology of Belief, and he studied how beliefs and the environment actually change your DNA at a, you know, and, and, a, and the cells, the epigenetic reality of your very body, much less the spiritual reality and the quantum reality of how you attract things in, in around you, like money and relationships, that the true vibration of your life is not in your conscious mind. How many of you, you know, raise your hand, <laughs> all eyes closed, all heads bowed. How many of you have prayed for things or, you know, that, that you haven't received? We talked about that last episode. But how many of you have believed for things that aren't, haven't come true? So you believe you're supposed to be prosperous. You're, you believe you're supposed to be righteous. You believe you're supposed to be happy. You believe you're supposed to be blessed and healthy. And those things don't exist. So either God's a liar, the Bible's bullshit, or you're doing it wrong. Um, I don't think God's a liar, and I honestly don't think the Bible is bullshit. And it's not just the Bible, it's a lot of spiritual traditions. And I would dare say even logic itself demands that, that the universe is life-giving. It is, it is, at its very essence, faithful to life and livingness. And so misery and death and all that is... I don't know. There, there's a philosophy behind there about the role that death would play. But by and large, our privilege on earth is to be happy. And if you believe those things and you're not manifesting those things, then, you know, I think like myself, you look at those verses and you go, either God's a liar, the Bible's bullcrap, or I'm doing it wrong. And so I set out on a mission and I found Thomas Troward and I found Bruce Lipton and I found Greg Braden and other teachers and other scientists and other philosophies that uh, point to the truth that you can have absolutely everything you've asked for. But how much of our asking is conscious? And this is where the believing comes in. This is where, honestly where I think the secret falls the, the most short, if you will. Like the secret doesn't pretend to be the absolute be all to every little question you would have. That's why I'm doing a series called Unpacking the Secret. Because the secret doesn't great over you, but you could you could do an entire episode on each of the things that I'm doing an entire episode on and uh, and still not fully uh, exhaust all the ways to which you talked about it. But in of itself, the secret, I think, really glosses over the belief portion. And maybe it's just because it's super important to me. But uh, when you understand, literally, is there's one little statement um, 
oh man, I wish I could remember his name. I usually do, but it's uh, Michael Beckwith. He's the uh, the African American on the Secret who's got the dreadlock hair, super great energy. Uh, he's got a church in Tampa, Florida, I believe, and um, he he says this one little thing, you know that that he says basically in short that asking with your mind is not enough, and that's the rub. And he kind of and he points his two fingers at the camera, and goes, and that's the rub, and then they move on, <laughs> like. This, and I wanted to stop it and be like, wait, 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 time out. This is where you insert an entirely different episode about what is the rub about how thinking with your mind is not enough? Because it's not, right? And and here's the simple math is 5% of your asking, 5% of your believing, 5% of your energy is conscious. So when you're doing those prayers and when you're asking and you're deciding to, you know, I used the episode last week, I talked about deciding to go uh, to Universal Studios and all that stuff. I'm not actively saving money for Universal Studios. I'm not actively making all those plans day in and day out when I'm just going about doing my life, right? So what is what is creating and vibrating this Universal Studios vacation while I'm being a stonemason or while I'm traveling, it is that 95% of what it is that I'm believing. It's the 95% of the vibration of my existence that is underneath the surface. It is that, you know, the classic iceberg analogy where, you know, five to 10% is what you see. The rest of it is what, uh, what's underneath it. This is where the beliefs really come in. So when you pray, Believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. I talk a lot about that kind of dynamic, that past tense. Believe that you have. And that is the title of this particular episode. Believe that you have. So I'm going to poke at that for a second. Do you realize that that is not an instruction on what to do if you would like to use the, you know, the law of attraction to help you? That is an instruction on how the world works, how the universe works. In that, you're already believing, right? You're however old you are. You already have a whole list of things you believe, millions of micro-beliefs. You're already doing it, right? So if you want to know what it is that you've been believing, just look at your life. Believe and you shall have. Right. Let me. If I just, if I, you know, you you will have the things that you believe, and you've been praying your whole life. Prayer is your vibration. Prayer is the thing that you have at the base, the 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 base of your very soul, is the thing that you have been believing. So this isn't like, hey, if you want to start changing, maybe start believing. No, you believe all the time. You've been believing. You, your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. So it's a kind of a play on words. Not just believe that you have what you've asked for, but believe that you have what you've been asking for, if that makes sense. Like rewind it. Say to get, you know, not just believe that you have what you've asked for as far as getting the life you desire, but believe that you have what you've been asking for already. So you want to know what you believe? Here's the dirty little secret. Just look at your life. That's what you believe. 
If you're sick, you believe in sick. If you're wealthy or you're poor, you're alone or you have a huge family, you have a great job or a job you hate, you have what you've been asking for. And this is, there's an element in the secret where um, the guy says, you know, I'm, you know, you're telling me that that's not my, you're, you're telling me that that's my fault and I'm here to tell you, be a little bit in your face and say, yeah. Yeah, so if bad things have happened to you, whether it's a car accident, like I got, I ran into, after discovering this stuff, there was uh, in like three month period, I ended up hitting two deer with my vehicle. And I can blame the deer and I can blame, you know, whatever. But let me ask you, what what was it that I was vibrating that put me on that road at that time, right? When you, you know, if you if you find yourself the victim of, something, whether it's a person or a circumstance or whatever, why were you on that plane at that time? Why were you in the mall at that time? Why were you, and this is goes for the good and by the bad, by the way, you know, like the whole, you know, there's other people that just constantly find themselves in line for free stuff or they constantly find themselves in line for a good parking space. Like they talk about that in the secret, like this isn't just the bad stuff. This is the bad and the good. So if you want to blame yourself for the good stuff, like, oh, well, it's my law of attraction at work that got me my good parking space. True. Absolutely true. Why were you at that parking space at that time? There's a vibrational reality to the law, of, to the world of quantum physics that, the, that this plays with. But if you're going to give yourself credit for the good stuff or blame yourself for the good stuff, then you also need to give yourself credit for the bad stuff. And that includes the stuff that has happened to you. Now, I, I want to put my pastor hat on for a second because there's some really shitty stuff that's happened to people, right? Whether it's rape or physical violence or, you know, their houses burning down or business partners stealing millions of dollars. That's what happened to me. People dying, your loved ones dying out of nowhere. There is realities that your conscious mind you can play with because your conscious mind is capable of anything, but your conscious mind doesn't have the data to truly understand why I was the one at, at this place at that time to hit the deer, right? Your subconscious mind has that data. Your subconscious mind can produce 40, 40 million times, I think. They estimate, I don't know how they calculate this stuff, but I think it's 40 million times the amount of data your subconscious mind uh, can process than your conscious mind, right? So there's no way to play that game that we're aware of yet as to why, what, you know, as to, to consciously understand why I was on the road at that time and hit that deer. But the beliefs and the principles underneath it, that hitting that deer was my quote unquote air quotes fault, Right. And fault is this really dangerous word. Fault is this really scary word for people who've been victims. And to say it's your fault, um, I know a few people that have heard this and have gotten super pissed at me and have officially stopped listening to anything I have to say because how dare I say that being raped was their fault or being cheated on was their fault or that they're a loved one being killed in a car accident was their fault. Like that is really hard to hear. And 
it is the the word fault is not the operative word it's it's not even the energy in that i want to impart it is what people hear when they get pissed that's not what i'm saying cuz fault implies a whole bunch of negative intent it implies um it heck it even implies that the things that happened were quote unquote negative and all that and we know through Toltec and dreaming and all that, that that is that how to frame anything is subjective anyway. But it is to say that you attracted it. It is to say that you were there. Somebody else could have been on the road at that time. Nobody could have been on the road at that time. And in the secret, they talk about if you remember when they talk about love and relationships, which we'll get into in a few episodes from now, they show the example of this husband and wife, and the wife is at the house just fuming and the husband comes home and he's had a bad day at work and, and you know, there ensues the fight. And they talk about how you've, you start focusing on the things you love about that person and that, and you start focusing on your own life. Nobody else can make you happy. And you'll find that when, and they show in this, in this little cut scene that when the husband comes home and he's had a bad day at work, the wife isn't at home. She's out with the friends. There's a little note that says, Hey, this is my night with the girls, you know, And so when you have an opportunity for a bad night, you're not there, right? When there's an opportunity to hit a deer on the road, you're not on the road. And so on a subconscious level, something is putting you in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the right time. And something is attracting certain relationships. Something is attracting certain patterns into your life. And so... The conscious mind and so much of the asking that takes place out of last episode is really important because that's kind of like the input. It's If you consider your mind like the com- a computer, right? The input is the keyboard and the screen. So that's last episode, how to ask, how to decide what to input. But how much of the computer's computing power and what it does is behind the scenes that you never touch, right? You don't, the firmware that keeps, you know, actually has the lights working on the computer. And the, when you scroll the mouse over, it actually follows you, like visually speaking. Like that's all programs. That's all stuff that you don't control. You don't input. It just is there. So you have this program. This program has been giving you the life that you've been believing for. So when you pray, believe that you have what you ask for and it shall be given to you. Well, the good news is, and this is the good news, you already have what you've been asking for. If you hear that and you get really pissed at me, I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's your fault in that negative, like, you deserve it. I'm saying it is you you attracted those things in your life. And here's the great news. You can unattract them. You can attract something better. You can attract something different. So a lot of people here, when, and it comes from a, an I am versus an I am not mentality. When a lot of people hear that this is your fault, quote unquote, they hear you're the ultimate victim and even you hate you or whatever, right? But the right people... People who are ready to hear this, they hear, wait a minute, you're saying I can change things? Wait a minute, you're saying I'm the one in control? Wait a minute, you're saying I'm powerful and that I attracted that and that I can own that and just the same way I attracted this negative event, I can actually attract positive events? The same way I attract debt and bad business partners, I can attract wealth and great business partners? Yes, 
That's the truth. That is where to say that it is your fault, congratulations, the good stuff is your fault too. Right? And that's why I'm saying fault is not the right energy. It's this like negative word. But I, I, I know what so many people are thinking, which is why I go right after it. When I get into this belief portion of how to create the life you desire, that your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs, I know that people immediately get in, some people get immediately get into a defensive pattern of, well, you're saying this is my fault. And they would rather be a victim of the universe than own up to the fact that they created their life. For those of you who want to own up to the fact that you created your life, welcome to the other side of this discussion. Now we can move forward and you can powerfully change all the things you desire to change. So do you believe, and I asked this at the beginning of the last episode, do you believe anything is possible? Do you believe that you actually can have what you've asked for? Nothing is impossible. So in the belief discussion, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, definitely hitting the high points of belief. I'm not definitely not driving deep into the nuts and bolts of belief. I do know the nuts and bolts of belief. I've studied them. I've founded an organization called Belief IQ. I do spiritual coaching primarily centered around beliefs because that's where 95% of your programming is anyway. But uh, the do you realize that most of what, if you if, if beliefs are a boundary, and you realize that nothing is impossible. Literally, nothing is about So walking on water, trans relocating, flying, being immortal, none of that is impossible if you believe scripture and if you believe quantum physics. You can be immortal. You can fly. You can trans relocate. You can be in two places at once. You can read people's minds. You can understand people's emotions. You can perform miracles and it not even be a miracle because it's just normal nature and you just walked into a new understanding of existence. Nothing is impossible. So if you, env- if you envision, if you close your eyes and envision yourself at the center of the universe and all the things that you could do as kind of like all the directions around you, that you could go and be anything and that there's no boundaries as far as, as far as your soul can stretch, nothing is impossible. There's nothing you cannot do. There's nowhere you cannot be, right? Then where, where might you find, what might be the mechanism by which you might actually bump up against the fact that you can't fly, right? That you're not immortal. Is it because it's not possible? No, it's because you actually have a limiting belief, Right? that you have put on, so again, you close your eyes and you imagine this universe with, that just end, stretches endlessly for eternity and then try again and realize that like off to the right over here and, you know, this imaginary place where off to the right and just slightly up a bit, there's this wall and this wall that says you can't fly, right? And there's this wall over here that says you're going to die and this wall over here that says you probably get sick. And this wall over here that says money is hard to get. And this wall over here that says success is for people who aren't happy. You know, all these different limiting beliefs. You have limited your ability to expand your existence. You've limited your ability to accomplish anything. And so here's here's an art I'm gonna I'm gonna try to 
This, this, all of this is art. There's science to it, but it is the nuance of the individual. How it works for me is not necessarily going to be the same as how it works for you. And so I try to give principles so that you can apply them in your own life. And this podcast, by and large, kind of relies on the belief or the understanding that you're powerful. And if you're looking for somebody to hold your hand, this is clearly not the avenue or the venue for it. But as you understand the nuance of your own spiritual muscles, that realizing that the thing limiting you is not the universe, it's yourself. And it is the the limiting beliefs, the edge of your beliefs. And that is a really good one. They use it in the secret, you know, that money is hard to get and hard to keep. A lot of people have that belief. Where did it come from? How do you change that? So you can have this prayer, I believe that I'm going to have $100,000, but underneath it, how hard do you think you have to work for it, right? Do you think you're going to have to bust your ass and that you're barely going to hit your, you know, I believe it, I'm barely going to hit my mark by the time December 31st rolls around because it's really hard to get, but I'm going to work hard and I'm going to have to sacrifice all these other things to make $100,000 this year, right? I don't believe that. If you listen to Jack Canfield's story in, in The Secret, he talks about how he was taking a shower and he had an idea and then he was in a grocery store and he saw the National Enquirer and he went to a, a conference and he spoke like, it doesn't have to be hard to get, but a lot of us hold that belief. So when you go and you pray and you ask for $100,000 and you believe it and you you know use all the tools that I talked about in the last episode, but beside that, you have another belief that says it's really hard to get. So are you going to get $100,000 this year at the expense of your family? I don't think most of us want that. And that's where I do talk about like change requires change. Well, you can dictate just how much change you want. Now you can, in as everything that you dictate to the universe does put a limitation on how the universe can meet your need. But there are certain times where you're like, yes, I, I'm choosing to have that limitation right there, right? Where I want $100,000 this year, but I don't want to lose my family over it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to lose my health over it or my business partners or whatever it is. Like you can... Now, you may not, it may be harder to get $100,000. Maybe you did need to lose that business partner, or maybe you did need to move to another country. I don't freaking know. Um, neither do you. The point is, is there is limiting beliefs that you put in that you have that will often stop the other beliefs from finding their way to you easily. And then, so that $100,000 opportunity shows up, but it hits up against another limiting belief, and boom, you stop it, right? So did the universe fail or did you did you stop it? Did you stop working with the law of attraction? And this is hard to track after a while, especially when you're working on 10, 20, 30 things at a time, which I suggest working on two or three big ones and then some smaller ones and, and developing some underlying belief patterns, whatever. But it's it's hard to keep track of everything going on so that you can properly kind of gauge your belief patterns, your belief cycles. But understand that when it comes to the believing portion, a lot of us have great beliefs. A lot of us have been taught wealthy, prosperous, all that stuff. A lot of us have grown up in the U.S. or Western cultures where we we don't even, we take for granted the idea that we're all supposed to have a smartphone. And guess what? We do right that we we our life is a perfect reflection of our beliefs. We take for granted that we should have a computer or that we should have food on the table. Like there's people out there who don't believe that, and guess what? They don't get that, right? So the beliefs that you have to push into are often way high, more higher, like a higher upgrade than the beliefs that somebody 
else has to push into in other parts of the country or in other parts of the world. But nonetheless, the it's all about the limits that you have on your belief, not on what's possible. So again, it's not it's often not what you need to start believing. It's actually often what you need to stop believing. Let me say it again. It's often not what you need to start believing. It's what you need to stop believing. Now, this is the nuance. We talked about a few episodes ago how the law of attraction and the creative process of the individual and the affirmative movement, creative movement of the universe, that the universe can't not create. So let me ask you, if I told you to not spill the milk, I haven't actually told you to do anything, right? I've just told you what not to do. And so at best, the universe doesn't do anything. And at worst, all it knows is the vibration of spilling the milk. And so it does that, right? But it does the very thing you don't want it to do. Meditate on it. That's a few episodes ago. Go back and let's do it again. But here's what I'm saying. If, if it's not about starting to believe new things, it's actually about stopping to believe old things or what you need to stop believing. How do you believe in, you know, well, I don't believe that money is hard to make. Okay. But you haven't told the universe what to do. You haven't given yourself anything affirmative to move forward for. So at best, you just haven't changed your relationship with money. And at worst, you've kept the energy of hard to make, hard to make, hard to make. So when, now listen to me, I'm going to do my best to say it, say it slowly. Even though it's not about starting to believe new things, but it's more often about stopping to believe old things, because remember that whole universe boundary thing, you've put a limiting belief. You don't change a limiting belief by attacking it as with a negative. You change a limiting belief by replacing it with a positive. So in a way, it is about starting to believe new things. <laughs> It's just starting to believe new things about the specific limits that you've placed so that you can replace. So in the case of, you know, money is hard to make and it's hard to keep to say, well, no, money's not hard to make and it's not hard to keep. That's, that doesn't do anything. It's, it's not helpful. So how do you do that is money is easy to make and it's easy to keep, right? I make money easily. I save money easily. My investments make me lots of money while I sleep. Like there's plenty of ways to replace that limiting belief with new beliefs. Now, now here's the another nuance is often those new beliefs, because we talked about how they need to be believable, like say money is hard to make and hard to keep. And then to jump all the way to being, I'm the world's first trillionaire, that's that's a massive freaking leap that is not possible. You don't know how to think the thoughts of a trillionaire yet. You know how to think the thoughts of someone who wishes they were a trillionaire. And there's, trust me, there's a big difference. You know, that put yourself in other people's shoes that you can only do that so far up or down the scale. Like, I promise you, as much as you can think about being the president of the United States, you don't have a first clue about the, th- the thoughts that it takes to actually be the President of the United States. I take that back. There might be some of you on this podcast who do have a clue. But by and large, you don't have a clue what it takes to think the thoughts of somebody who is a trillionaire. So don't jump from money's hard to make and hard to keep to I'm the world's first trillionaire. Like, 
make those limiting beliefs less limiting, but understand that they're still about getting to the place where nothing is impossible. Understand is getting to the place where you transcend money, you transcend aging, you transcend all of these things. That's where we're headed. But let those limiting beliefs become less restrictive and less restrictive. Replace them with less restrictive positives. Like instead of money is hard to make and hard to keep, I make money easily. Instead of I'm expecting bills in the mail, I get checks in the mail. Instead of, you know, I don't even have money for investments. It is, I invest at least 30% every paycheck. Like, there are people who invest way more than that. Don't try to be those people. Stretch those limiting beliefs like like a, a rubber band. And, you know, you pull a rubber band too hard, it's going to snap. But let it stretch. Let it, it reach its limit and then bounce back just a little bit. Because when you when you constantly hit that edge of your limit, you find it's actually pretty energetically exhausting. So... Take those beliefs and stretch them as far as you can and then just bounce them back a smidge. That's what I'm doing. I talked about in the last episode where I'm believing for $100,000 this year and I'm also kind of toying with 300000 That 300000 is probably the edge of my rubber band as far as earning it. Um, but 100000 is really pretty easy, which I'm stoked to say, honestly. Yet somehow a vacation to Universal Studios is a bit of a stretch. And so, so you hear the you hear the art of this. You hear the the specific application from my life, my faith, my muscles. That somewhere in between one hundred thousand and three hundred thousand is that Goldilocks zone where I've stretched it all the way out to its max, and then I just bring it back just a little bit, right? And just a little bit is a relative term, right? The difference between three hundred thousand and one hundred thousand for most people is like, dude, that's way more than a little bit. That's like a third. No, but as far as the universe is concerned, it's nothing. 300,000 to 100,000, it's literally one phone call. It's one investment. It's one business idea. It is one person. It's one lottery ticket. It's it's nothing. $200,000 difference between the two is nothing. So when I say that it's just a little bit difference and it's it is relative to my perspective, relative to my definition of the bounce back. And there are people, I promise you, there are people who are playing this game, but they're playing with a lot more zeros because they've already grown to the place where they already expect to earn 10 million this year. They're just wondering if they're going to earn a hundred million, right? They're already expecting to be the top salesperson. They're just wondering if they're going to break their own record. You know, they're already expecting fill in the blank. These elements are so personalized that it's about finding the edge of your capacity and the things that you can believe for. Okay. So the universe can only create and it can, and at the same time it is come it, it's capable of creating anything. So it is about finding the edges of your limits and then replacing them with with affirmatives. Mm-hmm. All right. Now the last point for this episode is that true belief is followed by action. And let me I use it's a silly example, but I'd use it because I know for me it's true as anything. If I truly believed I could fly, I mean, there's not a skyscraper in the world I wouldn't jump off of. I probably would just sell my car. I would make sure that I had a wardrobe that could handle flying 
and uh, not fall apart by the time I get to my destination. I'd probably cut my hair differently so that I didn't have windblown hair or maybe I'd, I'd make sure my windblown hair looked really sexy. So everywhere, every time I landed, it'd be awesome. I'd make sure that I had the right shoes for landing and I'd make sure you get the point. Like if I really believed I could fly, my life would reflect it. My actions would reflect it. I wouldn't actually, you know, I used to tell the story Oh, I I'd jump off of any, every skyscraper there was. Well, not really, because that implies that you have to jump off a skyscraper in order to fly. If that's the case, then I sure as hell would jump off of skyscrapers. <laughs> because, well, you know, apparently I need to get up to speed or something. I don't know. But if I believed I could do it, I would. Right. So when you believe that you're, uh, I don't know, fill in the blank. When you believe that you're a barista at Starbucks, guess what you do? You wake up in the morning and you go be a barista. If you truly believed that you were a insurance salesperson, when you wake up in the morning, you go be an insurance salesperson. It sounds silly, but guys, it's literally the truth of it. That you believe you're a mom, you wake up, you be a mom. And you can, you don't have to be who you think you are. This is not me encouraging you to stop being a mom. But it is, you don't have to be the Starbucks barista, right? If you believe that you are like myself, I believe that I have a message that the world needs to hear. And so when I wake up in the morning, more and more and more, I wake up as Austin Fletcher, the guy who does the New Age Christianity podcast, runs New Age Christianity, does Belief IQ for, for spiritual coaching, and he's changing people's lives, not just one at a time, but groups of people at a time. And the more and more I believe that, the more and more when I wake up in the morning, that's who I am, right? The more and more I believe I'm struggling and I'm a failure and everything, when I wake up in the morning, that's who I am. So true belief is followed by action. Sometimes action is consciously known after a prayer. And this is actually one of the things that I do with Belief IQ when I work with, um, when I work with clients is that we'll go through, we will, do, we will address their beliefs and we will do some congruencies around their beliefs and get into negative beliefs, positive beliefs, all that stuff. And then we'll move to their emotions because what you think then makes decides how you feel and how you feel. Feeling is the secret, right? The true vibration uh, is that day-to-day feeling. So do you feel like a success or do you feel like a failure? Do you feel wealthy or do you feel poor? That's where you're truly vibrating out into the universe, but it comes from your beliefs. So your beliefs roll into your emotions and then your emotions determine what you actually do. So you actually wake up in the morning and because you feel like a failure, you go be a failure. Or because you feel like a winner, you go be a winner, right? Because you feel like what you have to say matters, you go say it. Because you feel like what you do matters, you go do it. Or you feel like it doesn't matter, so you don't, right? So sometimes that action is consciously known. And so at the end of a Belief IQ session, the last thing I will do with somebody is I'll work with them and I will say, okay, so uh, this, this goal that we've gone after, what will you see in your life to know that you have accomplished your goal. And I literally do it like as a picture. Like if I could take a snapshot, because it's very specific. If I could take a snapshot of your life, and this is you know some free, a free tool for you. Take a snapshot of your life and tell me what can you what would you see in your life to let you know that you have accomplished your goal? And sometimes it is, you know, I would see myself shaking the the hand of the of the CEO, or I, I would see myself. This snapshot is me behind a desk in the corner office, or this snapshot is me holding my child or, you know, my, my baby girl or whatever. So 
what would you see? And that's your snapshot. And then I ask, what would you have to do in order to make that a reality? In the case of, you know, holding my baby girl, well, I would have to, you know, my wife and I would have to get pregnant. Okay. What would you have to do in order to make that a reality? Uh, well, you know, at this point I would have to blah, 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 blah. Okay. What would you have to do to make that a reality? Okay. Well, well, then I would have to do this. Okay. And you keep asking that question. What would you have to do in order to make that happen? And the goal of that process is to get, walk all the way back to when you leave this session and you walk out that door or you hang up the phone, you can literally go do that thing right now. That this goal you have in mind, you have walked it all the way back. You've lined up the dominoes and they knock each other. One, you know, one domino can knock over a domino twice its size. And so you want to, you want to, I think it's within 50, I think it was in 57 dominoes. If you lined up a domino, a real domino, and then you just doubled its size within 57 dominoes, that last domino would reach to the moon, right? So the idea is walk it back. You want to reach the moon? What would you need to do? Well, I need to get there. What would you need to do? I need to do that. I walk it all the way back to when you are done with this session, you have an action step to start those dominoes rolling. So sometimes actions are very consciously known and they're very intentional. A lot of times the action that you're required, the true, you know, true belief is followed by action. A lot of it is intuitive. And in the secret, they talk about like, if you, if you recall, they have this scene where this girl, she's clearly single and she wants to be in a relationship. And so she's frustrated that she's single and she then decides to believe that she's going to be in a relationship and she's sitting on the beach and like on a little grassy knoll and there's some people playing volleyball and the ball kind of gets hit over into her lap and the people playing volleyball invite her to play volleyball and she doesn't really want to but then she realizes wait a minute this is the universe asking me to play volleyball because I've asked for a relationship and oh my gosh there's a really cute boy right there right so she decides to play volleyball and it kind of works. With, and this is where they're talking about how the universe likes speed. So that intuitive, some of that action is very mental, like the belief IQ process, but a lot of it, it's a dance between the mental and the intuition and, and the intuitive where you don't, you don't know what the universe is going to bring your way, but you have an intuitive sense. Like I'm believing that I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. I can guarantee you some of those steps are going to be very mental and calculated. And many of those steps are going to be intuitive. It's going to be like, you know what? I don't know why, but I, I feel like I should go over and introduce myself to that person. The universe likes speed and the action needs to line up with your faith. The action needs to line up with the thing that you're work, working to create. And you be open, right? It's one thing to overdefine and like, nope, it needs to be, I need to meet that guy so that he can give me the break that I know he can give me. Awesome. What if there's 50,000 other people that can give you a break or 50,000 other avenues by which you can get to your goal? Do you want to be open to all of those? Yes. So open up your intuition, but take action. Be brave, be bold. And that is one of the things, a lot of us stop ourselves because, ah, you, I guarantee you, you have stopped so many things from coming into your life because you weren't paying attention to your intuition and your actions did not line up with your desires. So a lot of times action can be conscious. A lot of it's intuitive. The reality is, is that both will get you there. It will 
always be both. That your mind, which is your spirit, and your intuition, which is your soul, that your your head and your heart, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, they dance together, the male and female inside of you move forward to create the life that you want. And as those two energies get to interact, you birth a new thing in your life. So use your brain, use your mind to, to work on your beliefs and to create your action steps. But when you really freaking believe it, also understand that the universe is going to bring stuff that you have no clue. Be ready for it, be awake, and and be ready to take those steps and act quickly. I love how the, how the secret talks about that. Like the universe loves speed. Don't delay. Just do it. And trust that one thing will lead to another. And, and Jack Canfield talks about the car that, you know, you can, you can drive from New York to LA in the middle of the night as all you need is headlights that can shine 200 feet in front of you, right? You don't need to see all 6,000 miles or however many miles it is. Just the next 200 feet, the next 200 feet, the next 200 feet. Trust that you're pregnant and the baby's going to be here in nine months. Just keep going, keep going step by step into intuition by intuition, plan by plan, action by action, and let those, let intuition and intelligence dance together so that you can then continue to move towards the thing that you have been believing for. And you'll see that underneath it, if you don't believe it, you won't do these things. You won't make a plan because you don't really believe it. You won't follow intuition because you don't really believe it. So the key is to really freaking believe it. And that is where shameless plug belief iq comes in um what is your belief intelligence quotient you know that is uh for me where i found the rub is in so many things and if you want the easy way to change your life then there are easy really easy ways to change your beliefs and when you change your beliefs you will change your life that's guaranteed that you will get what you've been asking for so how do you program it's like a computer your life is a result of your program you got most of your program when you were a kid you want to change the program give me a call. <laughs> give me a call. And I have other friends and, and other people, you know, I'm, I'm, I have uh, female uh, friends that do this as well and relationships that uh, if you're not comfortable working with a man, I understand as well. But um, it is one of those things that I've dedicated my life to understanding how this works because I want to change my life and I want to help other people change theirs. So you want to change your life, change your beliefs, and you don't know how to do that, or you don't, you want an easier way to do that. Give me a call and uh, we'll get to work. So thank you for your time, guys. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And until then, remember, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. And the law of attraction and getting the things you ask for is by all means one of the great truths of the universe. I hope you're enjoying this series and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.